Alex, you like my lobster. I saw the look on your face. Your goddamn farts. I saw the look on your face. You did like my lobster. You smell like piss and vinegar. I swear. I swear, sir. All I give a fuck about is if you don't like my food, I know at least, at least the lobster. I mean, I worked very hard on that lobster. You know, I, I would appreciate a little bit more appreciation from you. So, you know if what? You could really... Can we talk about my feelings for a second? No. We're always talking no. about your feelings. No, we can't. We can't. Just get out there and wiki a little more, okay? Be be a good wiki. Like Daniel Witwicky? <laughs> right. Or John Wiki. John Wiki? Yeah. But Anyways, that's all a bunch of inside jokes that nobody's going to get until they see the movie that we just saw. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse starring willem defoe oh yeah you got it finally i got huh? it you've been you've been well trained and uh and our mr edward cullen himself uh the new batman uh robert pattinson yeah never we, thought we that just I'm... used his name yep but yes he's in this as well yeah uh, but yeah that's uh the topic i guess yep standard uh just review episode this <laughs> old week. school episode yeah so i am home at the movies and i'm jackson and thank you for joining us here at You know, it was funny because when I was thinking about topics for this, I was thinking bored and annoyed with pretentious movies before I saw it because mm-hmm. it looked kind of pretentious. Um, I think that this Ari Aster movies are a little bit pretentious, I guess. Right. Uh, this one, not so much, no. I would say. No. no. Right. But we'll, we'll get into the review but as yes. soon as we're done with the football news. talk. Oh, football talk. I am enjoying... The, the the beginning the buffer in between news and and the intro so can we talk about that aaron Rodgers? yeah his, how about those lions how, how are they doing uh they they won but it wasn't i wasn't happy about it their defense is awful yeah didn't you uh awful didn't you have something of theirs on your fantasy no team? no i picked up because i know how bad the lions are and my quarterback was on a bye so i picked up this daniel jones this rookie giants okay. quarterback okay and i'm like watch we'll probably make him look like joe montana <laughs> and i think the stat was the last giants quarterback to throw four touchdown passes on the road in a game was phil sims wow and Dan, i think that's what i heard i'm not a, i you know don't quote me on that we're not a sports podcast yes but i'm pretty sure so he would have been the first to do it and of course it was against detroit who somehow won the game but it's fucked up like the lions offense looks great mm-hmm. but this defense is gonna be ugh. like the raiders we play this weekend i feel like Carr is just gonna tear them to shreds luckily we should be able to score points on the raiders but. yeah the raiders are what 27th in defense well, or something like rogers just had a perfect passer rating against yeah. them and yeah. uh stafford in the second hand of this game or second half of this game second hand he uh didn't throw an incomplete pass in the whole second half so he was right Holy there his, his rating for the game with an interception was like 157 point something. Wow. So outside of that interception, he would have had probably a perfect, perfect passer, passer rating. rating. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It was a stupid Stafford interception, too. It just like threw a ball up like a fucking idiot. It's kind of, kind of why I like Stafford. Right. I mean, as he's not very my... Favre-esque. He is. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got like that swagger about him. He does. I kind of wish, I hope he sticks around for another like 10 years. Uh, He'll be around. I think he'll be around for a while. I mean, uh, he's still still like 31 or 32 only or something. mm. I mean, he came in and I think he was 20 when he was drafted only. So, yeah. But um, yeah, no, Aaron Rodgers, uh, that throwaway ball that happened to hit his running back in the corner of the end zone was ridiculous. You know what I'm getting? (laughs) You know what I'm getting tired of, though, is the fact that like, all of the conversations you watch all the sports media and if it, they're, if they're talking about the packers it's like is aaron rodgers in the running for the mvp blah 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 i'm like how are we not talking about anything else why is it that anytime green bay wins a game it's not because oh they got a crucial stop or look at aaron jones He's pretty good. He is pretty yeah. fucking solid. Yeah, for them to have like that, I think that he threw three touchdown passes all to running backs on Sunday night. Yeah. Which is kind of neat for them. But And they had two, they they ran two in, which was uh, beautiful to see. I love the fact that we can get to the two-yard line and not have to rely on a Rodgers pass. Well, part of that is Mr. Rodgers himself who wants all that glory, Alex. He just calls those audibles. <laughs> he wants to be or, involved. Or I do I do get tired of this whole, like, is Aaron Rodgers faking it? Does he really like his new coach? Blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, that's all so stupid. Yeah. I hate – I'm starting to I, – I, I don't listen to sports – commentators until the NFL season starts. And it's like one of the main things I listen to and I'm just starting to hate it. Well, to that point, it's like, yeah, maybe if you, you, if he didn't like him, he probably does now because the Packers are seven and one. Right. So who he, first off, if he doesn't like him, who cares? He's got a job to do. Yep. It doesn't matter. Right. He's not going to like, he's not the kind of guy who's going to not do his job. Is he poisonous to a locker room? Yeah, right. (laughs) And I just, I, I'm so, I'm just he's so tired of it. Too. Yeah. He's real poisonous. That son of a bitch. That throw was ridiculous. It was a thing of beauty. I love the, well, I uh, hate uh, the announcer sucking his ball sack mm, though. Right. It's so annoying. It's like, dude, he threw a ball. He threw a prayer up. You know, what's great. Like uh, he owned it though. He's like, well, I kind of threw it yeah, up hoping that like right. Jimmy would come around and he didn't and. Luckily, that guy did. But God, listening to the announcers throughout that game, every time he does anything, it's yes. like, oh, my God, they're well, just it, fucking slobbering it, on it, his ass. <laughs> and then he almost I mean, throws an of, interception at one point. And of course, the Chiefs guy drops it. Yeah. Because, you know, that Packer magic. Yep. It kicks in. Yep. Uh, that that would have, I think, would have been his probably first earned interception he has two on the year and well both the eagles of those, game he almost threw one too that's true and that one got dropped that would have been a pick six but right but, yeah, but uh but as far as the interceptions he's had this year they've been he's pretty the, much on the receivers he's the best ever at not throwing interceptions it's insane but yeah i i do get tired it's the same thing you hear with tom brady yes it's like you know anytime they do anything oh that's why tom they're brady. the greatest although tom brady this year is having one of his like i don't have to do anything years because the yes. defense is scoring touchdowns yep. and they're just stupid yeah and when he needs to be good at the end of the year he'll when be they good. need the drive to win the game he'll be good right. yeah i mean it's something i, I it's another thing, too, is when you listen to sports radio, you just hear the same thing over and over again. Like Shannon Sharp says the same thing every 
section about oh, the course. Packers. Oh, well, that's the great ones. They realize when I need to be transcendent, and they realize when I can just let my defense take over. This is this is a running game no, today. No, I'm pretty sure they're always trying to be good at what they do. Ex- well, that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm like, Shannon, yeah. come on. Like, I get that they realize that they need to switch things up and maybe it's not about them that day, but they're always trying to kick ass. Right. That's what you do at your job. No, I think Rogers like, I think I'm going to have an off day. Yeah. I think I'll just throw a few off passes yeah, today. Throw a few bad passes. That right. pass to, uh, what was it? Kumio at the beginning. I don't of the even game? know these fuckers names. I know, that's, that's what's crazy. Is they're all like undrafted free agents, except for like a couple, which is insane to me. But yeah, I, Seven and one. It's pretty amazing. That reminds me. There's this guy on the Lions. Marvin Hall is his name. Mm -hmm. And he's number, I think, 17. Before the season started, I've never heard of this fucking guy. He shows up for one big play a game. And and then you never see him again. He's averaging like 45 yards a catch. Wow. So they only bring him in. He catches one deep pass per game. And then he like disappears. And I'm like, wow, you know, maybe uh, maybe this guy should just be on the field at all times. What if he has, like, no stamina? He runs that he just one dies. play. He's just done. He had a touchdown finally this week. Yeah, long third down and 16 or whatever. You're like, this mm. is one of those they're going to, like, call a draw. Or, right. You know. And, yeah, no, touchdown, 49-yard touchdown on third. And he just blew by everyone. He's this little fast guy. And he hasn't dropped anything. Wow. So, I don't know. Maybe just put him on the field. And have him run straight every play. Here, here you are again trying to run the Lions. Yeah, well, I, I you could argue that I that, couldn't, couldn't get any worse. The sh- sh- ship is rudderless right yeah. now. But yeah. But anyways, how about some movie news? Bringing you the most important and the most entertaining news that you will get all day is the movie news with a couple of rabble rousers, Jackson and Helmet the movie. It's bored and annoyed with the news. Movie news, uh, Star Wars trilogy. Star Wars. The, the D&D Game of Thrones boys-led Star Wars trilogy has been canceled, or they're just not on the project anymore? One or the other, I don't know. All we know is that they're no longer on it. We and don't know if that trilogy is kaput, period. They, they're saying, or what I read today, was that they have a Netflix project that they're doing instead or there was a scheduling conflict or whatever and i'm just sitting here thinking like what schedule yeah scheduling conflict that might be one of the most cover-up-ish stories i've ever heard you left game of thrones you rushed through a first draft on game of thrones so that you could go do star I mean, Wars. we're assuming right we don't know that that's what happened, right? We're just like trying I, to find a reason why it sucked so bad. I yeah, I suppose. I mean, I guess I, would argue I they guess did it for I two guess seasons. I guess we're right. I guess you're right. Not we're right. You're right. We don't know for sure, but it feels like yeah. that is what makes the most sense. Unless it, I mean, unless HBO just didn't want, or I think they did want more. HBO episodes, wanted though. more episodes. Yeah. I mean, Martin even went out and said, like, "Hey, you know, we could actually turn it into like 13 seasons if you really want," which I think is kind of true. I think the pacing of Game of Thrones got to the point where it's like it needed more time. Martin's just thinking like that would give me more time to maybe come up with one more book (laughs) before the series ends. Uh, One more book before he dies. Yeah. I just don't get 
why he can't just get another book out before he dies. He just needs to get another two books out and yeah. finish it because even though now it's, I care so much less now. Right. I care so much less than I did. Well, it's, it's really like, sad. It's kind of how I feel about star Wars or like yeah. when I heard that D and D were going to make a star Wars trilogy. Like yeah, I but at least so... you wouldn't have known what that was going to be. Like now it's like, I know the ending. So what the fuck is the point anymore? I suppose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still think Martin's going to turn in a better book than yeah, what I'm they sure. did I with hope that. So. Yeah. But, hope um, so. yeah, this is, um, this is one star Wars trilogy down. Now, if knives out comes out and doesn't hit it with the public, it's maybe... going to, it looks good. It looks amazing. It does. It looks God it damn looks, it. It looks so good. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up, though, based on his whole mantra about movies. He doesn't want everyone to like it. That's yeah. true. So I'm actually a little scared now. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, we, we could. We, We've got know. another trilogy. We've got another Ryan trilogy. Johnson, that's we got still a Ryan, on. Yes, that one's still on. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you happy that they're gone? Are you, what do you feel about this? I don't give a shit. You just don't care? I just don't fucking care. Wow. I'll just Coming wait. From the Star I'll Wars reserve fan. judgment on new Star Wars when I, till I see the new Star Wars. We are incredibly low energy. To, uh, how do you feel about this? I don't care. Like we're a bunch of Eeyores low right now. Low energy Jeb? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, low energy. <laughs> Alex, you got low energy. <laughs> No, but no, I just don't care. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. They've zapped all of my care. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see Palpatine. We had a new Star Wars trailer and Palpatine was sitting in the throne. You saw a little bit of his hood. Right. That excites me. I'm a little excited for Obi-Wan. Okay. The series. I, oh, I, Mandalorian. And Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yes. Yep. That's true. But we've had, we it's, have like on the Mandalorian side, you have reason to be excited because they released some trailers. It looks really good. What's his name made it. Um, good directors attached to different episodes. Yes. Obi-Wan, you're kind of excited just because it's Ewan McGregor it's and just he's, fun, funny. he's fantastic. I think he's a good Obi-Wan too. I mean, I, it's not his fault that the movies weren't good. Very, very few people who were in front of the camera were to blame for yes, what happened. I would agree. hundred percent. But, uh, but yeah, I, I still find it strange that we lost a trilogy and I don't feel much and we've got a new movie coming out and I really don't feel much. No. Like, how is it that a TV show about a character that I've never seen before is the thing I'm most excited about in this universe that has existed for like 50 years? Well, here's the thing. When you come out with a bad middle chapter to a trilogy. Yeah you're kind of fucking yourself mm. it's true but yeah apparently uh ewan mcgregor actually knew about the um the obi-wan series for quite a while i saw that he said it's been killing him and you know everybody asked him about it so yeah. he had to just lie yeah for like years apparently which is interesting like is that okay to just lie i i mean i don't think he has much of a choice because he probably signed an nda right but is there any other way to spin that um, I guess you could always do the whole like, well, gosh, I sure hope that one comes out. Yeah, right. That's what I would think he would do, which I think he kind of did. But I think he also said that, oh, maybe maybe that was what he did. Maybe it was white lies. I, I would love for all of the religious people to tell me if he's going to hell now. 
because of those lies. I mean, not if he, he you know, asks forgiveness. That's, that's I mean, even only the Catholicism. Two, even the two murderers or whatever. That's only well, Catholicism. Well, see, I think for me, I don't even, like, no, Catholicism, they have to actually physically go sit in one of those booths and do yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm Protestant, so all I need to do is just be like, yo, what up? I'm Wait. sorry for all that shit I did. I'm I thought, Lutheran. I, I, is that really what they, I yeah. thought, I thought Protestants were like, no, we're the easy uh, ones. We have it easy. I think, I mean, hopefully I understand it correctly <laughs> because I'm going to do it just in case. Okay. You know, yeah, I, I was well raised my... Catholic and that was the thing they were like, we're a different religion because we're based on the idea of forgiveness. No. See, I thought Catholics are like the hardcore ones who have to like go to like confession and you do, do have all to the repent. Hail Mary. No, all... I don't think that's us at all. I've never seen a confession I booth in my one life. One of the, uh, I mean, somebody from down South, I mean, I'm sure we've got like a lot of religious Born people with religion. Yeah. Hey, that's me. Most Every of my day. life. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I would love to know what's the religion that believes you're fucked from the get go. There's one where it's, it's just kind of like, you know, you're born a sinner, you're fucked and your destiny as far as where you're going in the afterlife is uh, not entirely up to you. Well, you or at okay, all up to so you. let me put my like mythology hat on here for a second. I would think that if Christ is at all involved in the religion, then that can't be it because the whole point of Jesus is that everyone's a sinner and he took on the sins of right. mankind. Right, but there are some religions that just believe that you're a piece of garbage, like you're going to sin. You, you, this you sounds like the good, the right religion. <laughs> I mean, realistically. And and there was one, and I can't remember which one, that really kind of believes that your place is predetermined where you're going after this. Well, that sucks. So I'm like, well. That's so you might the, as well just kill yourself if you believe that. That's like, yeah, that's the most nihilistic view of religion that actually has religion in it. I like that one. Okay. Might as well just go all go all in, you know? I mean, fuck it. I don't think Jordan Peterson would be a fan of you saying that. Eh, whatever. Ni- nihilism. Fuck Jordan. <laughs> Anyways, um, we do have some other news. The Joker has a sequel in the works. Yes. Yes. It is happening, folks. How do you how do you feel about this? I mean, I knew it was coming. I hate to you pat did, you myself did call on the it. Back. You did call it. It just made too much money. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like Joaquin wants to do one. So I'm all for it. Fuck it. I, I, I tend to go the I don't know where they go from here route. That's why we don't get paid the big bucks, Alex. That's not our jobs to figure that out. Right. right? I mean, I, I, my, my thought is, is like, if you're going to do it, I feel like you have to go a drastically different direction because I feel like they said about all they can say about mental illness and sort of that side of the joker tale well that was just the origin story so now you can do a more standard comic book movie or you can figure out something else you want to have some social commentary on i just i feel like you can't we can't rehash what we did in this one sure i don't think they i don't think they would right that's where I'm at. Is like Unless I'm, you're doing like a Batman origin story where he's mm. a psycho fuck too, which he should be a little psychotic, I would think. If you're going to be a Batman, then you're going to be a nutbag. So That is uh, uh, Edward Cullen's take on the, on the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, he's not a hero. He came out and said that like okay. a few weeks ago. Um, 
Yeah, I, my whole thing is like, I just don't see a sequel to this living up to what they already put out. I just, the the odds of that are really low. I would give it a shot. I would say it's possible. I think Joaquin... It doesn't need to be better or even as good. It just needs to be good. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I just sort of look at this. I'm like, you really covered a lot of the angles of the Joker. You're going to have to really do something really different, which is what I like out of sequels. But you can't break... I don't feel like you can break the character. I don't want them to break the character. It's going to be interesting because if it is a Batman thing, if Batman's around, which I would think that's the direction you'd go. I mean, Batman is in the movie as a kid. So you'd think this one would pick up sometime later and Batman would be grown up. So now you have to explain to me how the Joker is smart enough to deal with Batman in this universe. Because to me, that is not there. But I'm willing to have an open mind. Right. Maybe it's like Arthur Fleck goes into the future and gets a mech. That's how he fights Batman. Fleck to the future. Oh, shit. There it is. And you're telling me we don't get paid to make movies? I, you know, I try, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think those were kind of like the big stories. I think we can go into our main review. Yeah. So we are bored and annoyed with The Lighthouse this week. Um, and I'm just going to come right out and say this might be my favorite movie of the year. Can I say I'm not surprised? It was fucking awesome. If you've seen Hereditary and you like Hereditary, I think, I I feel like tonally they're sort of similar. They're slow burns. They're psychologically unsettling. They're not the same movie. I didn't think this was a slow burn. And this I, is, I this is like the was, witch guy now. Let's it, not it, get Ari Aster mixed up into this. No, this I understand is, that. I understand that. But I'm saying like knowing that that was your favorite movie of last year. That's true. I, I am not entirely surprised. You had some intense like yelling characters who, by the way, those two are both fucking amazing some of the best performances of the year i feel unbelievable and the fact that you just know that at least one of them is going to get fucked out of a nomination Hmm. i mean there's no chance that they both get nominated for something none i would say i would say you're probably right yeah i think one of them gets nominated but not do you i think they're both not going to be you you know you're probably right the more i think about it i mean yeah, I don't know. We'll I mean, there's a I, few I, things I think are shoe-in nominations, at mm-hmm. least for me. I think the cinematography in this should be recognized. I think the score should be recognized in this. Um, and I think that there are two, those two performances should be. Mm-hmm. Because it's they're fucking nuts. And they go all out on the crazy. Um, one of them has a little bit more to do as far as different like ranges to play a different more range than the other character does yes but but the other one's fucking great i mean i don't know they're both they're both great yes it's it is very it's um i would say it's pretty close to an art film i'd say it's probably the most artsy film that we've seen all year um not everything is necessarily wrapped up in in a nice neat little bow um, which is very indicative of art film. I would say that, yeah, nothing is really wrapped up in a bow in this. Right. Nothing. There's a lot that's left to a, your interpretation, which right. is also very art film. Um, not to spoil anything. I mean, you do get 
answers to certain things. But yeah, you but don't... it's like it's like an allegory, so it it can't it can't have a a good answer because then it takes away the power of the movie, in my opinion. I mean, if if the movie was black and white, no pun intended, because mm. it is black and white. Yeah, but uh, you wouldn't really have anything to say. You wouldn't like. I think you can have something to say if you're actually just saying this is my statement and we're making a definitive sure. one. Um, it doesn't try it to be, do that, though. No, it doesn't. And it shouldn't necessarily be held at fault for that, I no. would say. Um, what would you give it for a grade? Um, so I can't. Kind of like you, like there's there's things that I personally like the ending. <sighs> When, I got to admit, when it ended, I was like, fuck. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not their problem. Yeah. Um, I can't find, like, there's nothing technically that I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the performances are great. I like the story overall. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this is an A+. Plus. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to argue with but you. But I don't, but, but that... I feel like I need to see it another 15 times. Well, mm-hmm. that was kind of how I felt when it ended, too. It was like, okay, I had a blast watching that. The ending left me with a little bit to be desired, but that I feel like that just made me more. I think like, that was absolutely thir- by design. Right. Yeah. So I feel like it left me thir- wanting more, so I can't fault it for that. Right. If the movie ended and I was like, okay, well, that was just fucking boring. And, right. you know, and I've had that experience before. I think we all have. Sure. Or like you're you're waiting for the movie to get somewhere. Yeah. And the journey's okay. But if it doesn't end up going kind of in a, in a direction you would expect or whatever, you kind of leave unfulfilled. Yes. I didn't feel that way about the ending. No, absolutely you know? not. Um, I think I'm probably like... I'm probably like a B. Okay. Like maybe B, B plus. I don't know. I'm right around. It's, it's really tough because I think uh, I loved how I felt after leaving the theater because I'm trying to parse out the meaning of what I saw. Some people will walk out and just be like, that was some fucked up shit. Yeah. Well, and there is. And it is. Yeah. But I think that it has so much to say that I am... I, I agree it requires multiple viewings because there is so much going on. I remember looking at certain frames and being like, I know I am missing something in this shot. Yo, I just some know of, it. Some of the the shot, there's a shot in this where um, Robert Pattinson goes off and does something and like it, the, this storm comes and he's kind of walking towards the, the camera. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking to myself like, this looks like Nosferatu to me. This yeah. looks like some old timey silent film shit. Yep. And clearly uh, this Robert Eggers ha- is, I, I can't wait. I just want him to keep throwing these fucking movies out there. Cause clearly he's like a, this is a second movie. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's edited wonderfully. Like yes. shit just goes together and it fucking really, runs smooth. Really it nice looks pacing. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, he's and the witch was great too. As far as that, all that shit was concerned. Like yeah. technically he is really good. So yes, I, I think he's a really good director. I, I think he's really good. He's making modern fairy tales. That's right. essentially what he's making. You are transported into the time periods that these take place in both well, of these movies. And they're usually cautionary tales. Right. Um, with, I would say universal themes, but also some very, 
lots of themes. Not, not, it's not just like one main theme and you can pin it down. It's pretty easy. There's lots going on in both movies. I am not. It's weird that I'm giving a grade like this to a movie that I'm not even sure that I understand the way that he wanted me to understand. But I think that was yes. the point. So yeah. uh, that's why I don't I'd think say, there's one, you know, set answer to the movie. So. Kind of remind me of like, uh, like Annihilation was kind of like this, but Annihilation was a little easier to parse out the meaning to. Um, at least for me, it was. Yeah, I would agree. This, this is, it's got like, I want to say like three or four things going on that could be the main theme and the main message. But I don't know. You don't, <laughs> I don't know which one's the main well, one or if there is a main one or if maybe I'm even interpreting it right. No, you could. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I mean. I mean, well, obviously I mean, the way he intended, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, who knows, though? He could be going for a bunch of different shit. I uh, just as a as a story about two guys going nuts on an island. It's good. fucking great. It's good. You know, I mean, their performances are insanely good. Yes. And Willem Dafoe with his creepy eyes and his face and just <laughs> his face. He looks fucking nuts. He looks um. He looks straight out of the time period, which yes. is, I mean, they both do, but like Willem Dafoe, he looks like he would actually be an actor from that time. It's, it's uncanny. That's why he was perfect in that movie. Uh, the vampire movie where he played yes. Nosferatu, who was yeah. a real vampire. Yes. He's like a perfect choice for that. See that. <laughs> it's funny, but no, he, uh, he has a scene in this where he goes on this like minute long monologue and he's just like eyes just wide open fucking super intense every yeah. syllable you're hanging on to um you know that he does the old timey dialect thing in this too yes. where it took me a few minutes into the movie to like get a grasp on what was happening yeah. and by the way these theaters need to do some shit with their sound systems and their their vi their video because fucking the theater i saw this at I just can't imagine that's the best presentation of this movie that they can provide. Mm -hmm. I just can't, you know. Right. So that's annoying. And you know that it's going to get put in one of the smaller theaters that don't have like the Dolby. Where did you see it? Most. I saw what? it at Point. Okay. At Marcus. See, you, when you texted me it was coming to town, you were like, oh shit, we have to go to AMC. That's so where I thought I went, it was going to be. So yeah. I went to AMC and you know okay. what? I think that AMC actually has their theaters brighter. Okay. Than, it's probably than Marcus. Um. Don't quote me on that. And certainly, Marcus, uh, not as not not at a, a stance, not a definitive stance. I mean, besides for you the to, fact uh, that you have to see Greg Marcus and his entire family before the movie you, starts with his great jokes. Fuck you, Greg. Apparently, We're Greg done. at one point took like a joyride in the dad's car and one of the brothers in the little. Are intro you kidding video, like, me? Like <laughs> ratted him out for it. <laughs> That was the, the intro. But yeah, no, um, yeah. I mean, I don't have much else to say. I say that you, there's a chance people listening to this, half of them will despise this movie yeah, and I mean, hate its guts. Not for everyone. No. Not even close. But that doesn't mean it's bad. No. It's it's certainly well made, well written, well acted, well shot. Scores great. Pacing's great. Yeah, that was it's, the thing too. Is like you're with those two guys. They're like I'm hanging on it pretty much every scene of the movie. There's uh, I, I love a lot of the set uh, setups and payoffs sure. in this. Um, there's 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 a lot of setups. There's a lot of setups, and some of them are misdirects, and some of them are not. And it's 
it's good. I do look forward to seeing it again, even though it's not necessarily like a joyous rewatch, no, you know, but it is fun at it's, points. It's fun for like a, for a movie like this. That's so like dour and fucked up and like dreadful. Yes. There are some really funny fucking lines and yes. scenes in it. Shocking. Yes. Absolutely shocking. When the theater that I'm seeing, by the way, this is like the good thing about going to the AMC in okay. our neighborhood. Did you is get that, did you get some sophisticated moviegoers? Uh mostly people in their <laughs> early twenties. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like about it is you're close enough to campus. Okay. And UW Madison is a film school. It's one sure. of the it, they it's one of the things that they're well known for is they're one of the premier schools studying film. Okay. And I was in I was in the theater with film lovers okay. on a Monday night, which I mean, well, I feel like, you know, there's a good chance that people who are at the theater to see this in general are movie. You lovers, know what I mean? Right, I yeah. would imagine probably because, a different breed of person because yeah, right. like, you know, you go online and you look up the witch and it's like there are is a huge contingent of people that hate the witch. Right. I don't understand that. I mean, it it did certain things wrong, in my opinion. I still think I like the witch more. Yeah, but I, I think it's. I don't know what it is about the witch. Maybe it's the dad. Like, I love He's the great. dad yeah. character. He's great. Um, I love what's her name in it. Oh, yeah. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy, yeah. I don't know. I love, I. you know what? I'll, I'd probably have to watch them back to back to that really a make a real. Time. That would be yeah. a good little experiment. I. Uh, yeah, it's. They both have endings that are weird. Uh, the Witch, I think, part of the problem is A24, the way they market these movies, too, mm. sometimes. They've had a few. So there was Hereditary. Um, it Comes at Night was another one. And then The Witch, where they're they're marketing it as, like, the scariest movie since The Exorcist and blah, blah, blah. And they really like, did that? Oh, I mean, the, like, they take every critic that right. says, you know, this is a horror classic, and they throw it up there. And I get it, but... But Fellow then you're then you're not really because because your general audience who sees that that's not the type of movie they expect. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, OK, fellow critics, you got to stop with the hyperbole. I am right. so tired of seeing like, although the greatest X or whatever. In the case of hereditary. Whew, I love hereditary. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't consider it hyperbole necessarily. I mean, it's. I can say some of that stuff is hyperbole, but at the same time, maybe some people actually believe that because I say maybe, shit like that that I believe. You know, maybe that's true. I think there are a lot of people who try and get some right. headlines. Let's do spoilers. Spoilers, though. yeah. Um, uh, so there's there's one section in this that I love, or one little like continuing little plot line in this that I love, and it's him versus the seagull. Yes. Uh, so in the movie, there's like a part where basically what the, the plot is that they're on this island for four weeks watching over this lighthouse. It's four weeks or six weeks? It's four weeks. Okay. Yeah. I think. I mean, somebody can correct me, but I think it's four weeks. And basically, uh, Willem Dafoe watches the lighthouse at night, sleeps during the day. And that's when Robert Pattinson's character goes and does all of the like chores like the the bitch work the grunt work willem dafoe has a bum leg yes so that's his sort of excuse for not doing anything right really yeah and he's very protective of this light too he yeah. he seems to it's his and he's going to watch it um and, and basically the light well, is mine <laughs> there's God, a, there's a scene where where Robert Pattinson is trying to like carry, and I can't remember what he's even carrying in that wheelbarrow, but he's trying to take it somewhere. And there's this little fucking seagull in his way, like kind of 
like chirping at him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it becomes this thing of like this seagull is just pestering him. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yes. And it's pestering him throughout the film. And it's just one of the many things throughout the film that are just the little pokes. Yes. That if you're in a situation like this will eventually break you. Break you. Yes. Right. And it's why when when uh, he kills the seagull, oh. <laughs> it is kind of a very, uh, I feel like the audience also gets a release from it's it. It's like cathartic. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yes, fucking kill that fuck. Yeah. And it it's does hilarious. Take, it does take way. it to a point where you're like, wow, that was maybe a bit far, <laughs> Robert. But it was still kind of awesome. You're like, yeah, that is what would happen to a bird if you smashed it on a rock repeatedly. Oh, and he's just beyond like, you know, he's not going to gently do it at that point. No, he's, he's fucking, so pissed. He's pissed. And I'd say rightfully so. He's he's had, <laughs> he's had a fucked up. And, it, and, and it, it's sort of where the movie it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be like the turning point, whatever. Um, like, oh, I saw you kill the bird. You're there. The reason for the story. It's like it's sort of there, but it's also laid in where it could just be a fucked up bird or maybe it's not even one bird. Right. They're, oh, it could totally be multiple birds. But right. it's it's there. And it's sort of what sort of lends credence to the idea that maybe there is something supernatural going on. Well, and it's perfect, too, because it's like an old wives tale. Bad luck to kill a seabird. And the whole movie is like that. The sure. whole movie is basically some sort of an allegory that's playing out in front of you. Now, have I figured out everything the movie was trying to say? Do I even know for certain that right. it has this deep, amazing message? Not necessarily. Right. But. He's piecing all these things together throughout the movie, and it's interesting. And just watching the characters go crazy over time and the things that lead up to that is fucking wonderful. Right. If now you we really should not do this, but I I instigated this before we talked about the movie before starting recording. You brought up an interesting idea, the idea that they're maybe the same guy yeah that they're the same guy yes i've got a couple that like that right and and i'd say if that's the case then it's i'd say the movie becomes a little less interesting because it's a man just going insane by himself sure um i guess i maybe you can make the argument it's less interesting the other way around too because willem dafoe now, I guess you're supposed to be like, oh, well, maybe Robert Pattinson really is a crazy person. I don't fully believe he is. Um, I think, okay, so I would be with you if that was out and in the open that that's what it was. Like if it ended and it was just like, okay, they're the same guy the whole time. That's not that interesting. Right. But the fact that you can have that thought, I don't think it matters either way, whether it's true or not, as far as how interesting or sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I love the idea of like, okay, one of the things I took away and I just kept thinking it throughout the whole time, which was this is this is gaslighting the movie. I mean, it's just I mean, because Willem Dafoe, especially Willem, Willem is like a he's like a psychopath. Yes. And it's I started looking at it like and I started even thinking about it like they are kind of like an old married couple. I think they're like basically they're in a relationship, whether it's romantic or not. Yes. It's a relationship. And it's kind of like one of these things like. 
one of the things I think it's saying is like when you're left alone, you create a bond with somebody that might not be the best person for you, but they're the only one around. Sure. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, there's no reason he should have trusted Willem. Willem's a psychopath. Yeah. He's he he chased him with an axe. Now, obviously, you can say, well, maybe that was all made up. And it's like, yes, maybe it is. But I guess you don't fully know. But there's just the way he treated him when he first showed up, the way he's and maybe it's all in his head. And that's kind of where I I lose. I, I lose a little bit of patience because it's kind of like. I wish that you would sort of pick a lane on one of those just so I have a little bit of like, because to me, it's like, if it's all in his head, then it's a movie that's like, it's all a dream, you yeah, know? But that, but they don't tell us that. So they I'm don't. okay with that. They don't. That's why I don't, I'm saying it's why I don't like that as a possibility. It. Yeah. Um, it's much more interesting to me if, if Willem Dafoe is a psychopath, but also, Robert Pattinson is breaking mentally over time. I think they're both nuts if they both exist. Sure. Right. I mean, but then, so there's a whole aspect of this where basically, you know, the why'd you spill your beans thing in the trailer is basically like Willem Dafoe is trying to stop Robert Pattinson from telling, from offloading this story. Right. About how he left his friend to die and took his identity. Yep. Um, And that's almost like, that almost feels like they are the same person because first of all, they have the same name. Yep. And secondly, that's almost like the, the outer shell trying to keep something inside is what Willem Dafoe represents. Maybe see now this is where I'm just talking completely out of my ass. I have no idea if this is the case, sure. but that's kind of what makes this fun, right? Is sure. that you can have these thoughts about the movie. Right. So, like, yeah, you could say, okay, well, what do the, what do the, the birds represent in the movie? And then there's like, there's a, a few men, there's a few uh, instances where they're talking about Greek mythology. Yep. Um, and I'm not one who's well-versed in Greek mythology. So that kind of stuff, I would really need to dig in and see exactly how that plays into the, the, the movie itself. Cause there's references to Prometheus and the right. light and, you know, there's like the, the, the sirens, I mean, the it, sirens like is is Ed, is Ed Cullen's character like going nuts because the sirens are beckoning him. Like, right. There's all that shit, which well, is then there's something to be said about like no man is an island unto himself. That whole phrase. Right. Because, I mean, you could say like maybe the ocean and the storm and the birds represent the outside world and everything. And with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson is the internal mental struggle that a human goes through it's the id right and so it's like i mean you it is it is rife with metaphor to the point of um i'd say unless you're like oh these men should have just hugged it out and that's what you take away from it i don't I, think I don't, anybody's doing that no but that. I, I think short of that i think that there's not a whole lot of wrong interpretations in the movie so long as you're paying attention no because yeah, I mean, there's, there is a lot there. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still processing it, and that was like the great thing driving home. And I'm so lucky that I so had a long, fuck? <laughs> I, I, had, I had a long drive home, not a long time to think about it. And it's like, I mean, there's also like alcoholism in this, yes. and like, I mean, and like the desperation of like drinking like the lighter fluid, basically, 
yeah. or, or the oil or whatever well, that was, it was weird. I couldn't tell if that was like some sort of honey shit that they fermented and sure. turned into booze or what that was. But yeah, that I was think strange. It was, I think it was the stuff that lights that, the light, but they started mixing stuff with it to make it who knows? different. I'd have, I mean, you'd have to talk to Mr. Eggers. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk like, do you think any of the supernatural things were real? Ah, I'm going to give a really cliche, annoying answer to that and say it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, I I mean, I guess it does. I don't know if Uh, it does. I don't think that it was real. I I guess I, you know, I don't know. My thought. It looked cool. Yeah. I mean, my thought was, I feel like. Like, is the mermaid real? That was kind of where I was like, I was like, well. I mean, we don't really know because there's enough there set up that like, oh, he found a mermaid thing. So that's where the idea popped sure. in his head. Um, or maybe Willem Dafoe said it to him when he was, well, you know, talking about know what he's happened. going crazy. Right. Um, so I looked at the last scene got me thinking the only and, and once again, we don't know because it's sort of from his perspective. But when he goes up to the light. Yeah. And the door crazy and the door opens on its own. And there's like this creepy sound. Yeah. It's like his like the, the light gets really bright on the screen. It's very saturated. It's yes. Like, yeah. And that was the moment where I was like, this might be as close to a definitive answer of there is something supernatural happening. Um, but I don't think it's. I mean, because right. we're we're with him, and as long as you're with him, I guess you can make the argument. But I kept on thinking throughout the whole damn thing. I was like, this is not shot in a way where it makes me think it's like from it's from his perspective. There are a lot of sort of like like profile shots. You sure. know what I mean? Like it's shot in this old timey way, like you said. And no, it like, does not feel like you're in his space really yeah. throughout the whole movie. And so when you shoot it that way, it's almost like you're watching it like an objective truth. You know, and so it's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, but when you're Robert Pattinson, maybe you think it's all an objective truth. And you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about this movie for a long time. I feel like it's already been too long since I've seen it. And it's only Mm. been like three days. Right. You know, so I uh, I saw it yesterday and I feel like I'm losing things. I'm excited to see it again. This is one that I will. I don't think there's been many. I think maybe Alita I saw twice in the theater this year and and Avengers. And this might be the third movie that I see twice in the theater this year Mm. because I am. I'm like, I want to go because, you know, a movie like this is one of those where like the first time you watch it, you just kind of let it take you right and then the second time you watch it you're like sitting there actively it's all analysis right right. exactly so so i'm pumped to watch this one again uh i'm pumped for his viking movie yep that he's making i mean another period piece movie that you know is gonna have old timey weird viking dialogue i'm sure the cast looks great i gotta say he really loves his time period piece things he hasn't made anything in modern day which is interesting. Well, yeah, and he does it in a way where it feels really authentic. I would say both this and the witch. I mean, whoever's doing like the costume design and yes. all of the set work, like it, like this movie. There are parts of this movie. You know what I thought of? Like ten minutes into it, I was like, you could take a lot of still frames from this, and if you owned like a Massachusetts cottage or something, <laughs> like you could take still frames from this movie, black and white, blow them up, and like put 
them on the wall. Yeah. And I feel like it would like. It would fit people in. People would think it was like, oh, this oh. is like an old timey. Did you get you know? this at Target? Yeah. <laughs> no, they look like they would be almost like the pictures that the Target picture frame yes. had in it. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so there, he, he nails what he's going for. I mean, he's clearly, clearly he has a grip on what he is doing. It's not going to be for everyone, but that's not his fault. I so had, you I know. had a truly unsettling time at the theater, and that's what this was meant right. to do. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want to have that, don't go and see it. Yeah. But but if you're up if, for a different experience. If you want jump scares or you want everything tied up for you in a nice, neat little bow, this is not your movie. Right. If you like weird shit and you don't mind a what the fuck ending where you don't really know what the fuck happened, um this is for you. At it. Yeah. 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 Uh so I guess that's the end of the review. Yeah. Shit we watched. Uh, I do want to mention the spoiler. Oh, yes. So I was on Facebook before this movie came out. Yes, you were. And uh, that son of a bitch marketing team from the Lighthouse, A24, whoever's handling the marketing, um, they shared a review that had the headline of, and by the way, spoilers, um, Robert Pattinson gets it on with the mermaid in one of the year's best films. <laughs> That's the headline of the review. So right. I wasn't like I went actively searching for this. Uh, fuck you. I'm sorry. It's just stupid. Oh, I was disgusted. I even sent them a private message on Facebook and I made a comment in the comment thread. Did uh, they, did they, did they, which one did they respond to? They didn't respond to anything. Oh, classy. Yeah. Well, they know like, okay, well, our goal is to make money. We don't care about spoiling. The movie you know, it's you. probably, I, you know what I mean? As far as the Facebook feed, you know, it's probably like a low paid intern or not even well, paid intern. Fuck that intern. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you didn't prove that you're doing a good job in marketing. No. Um, I mean, maybe someone saw it because there was a fuck scene with a mermaid. You're seeing it for the wrong reasons, then. <laughs> we don't need your yeah, ticket. Yeah, they don't care why you see it, yeah, right? I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity because I, you know, uh, you know, some people might say that person needs to go and do something to themselves. Uh, I did say something last week that probably was over over. No, it's Jesus Christ. Are we uh, apologizing for that? I don't feel good about it is no, what I'm saying. Whatever. Because the mental health is not something to fuck oh, around with. Jesus. And if you do have problems, you should go and talk to somebody. You should go see Joker. Definitely. That's not the movie <laughs> you should go see. No, I uh, you can feel that way. I think that I wouldn't apologize. So okay. you're a better man than me. Um, I think that anyone who takes that literally is I'm, literally a lunatic. So, okay. Fuck them. <laughs> so I'll take your apology and take this opportunity to say, fuck them. That's he's, all on me. He's That's doubling on down. On my... I will double down <laughs> on the fuck them. So um, we're actually back to one then. Yeah. We're back to square one. Yeah. I've taken it all back. I don't want back. to allow us to be to be the, the show that apologizes. Unless, unless it's legitimate. Like, if we call someone out by name and we say, you're a bad person, I saw you do this, and mm. you're there, we're wrong. Um, like, I we just, just had a discussion today that we're no longer going to talk about, like, the gossipy, rumored 
um, allegation type stuff on this show. Right. Unless there is evidence that. Yeah. Because like, there's just been a few times where we've talked about it and it's kind of blown up in our faces. Well, and it's also it's just like we're not interested in those stories, sure. really. Yeah. Um, we're here for film, not for gossip. Yeah. Now, if the gossip is about film, not necessarily the actor, then maybe so. Kathleen Kennedy had an affair with George Lucas. That oh, would be worth shit. sharing. No, that wasn't true. That wasn't oh, true. Oh, shit. I apologize to Kathleen and George. Oh, shit. For starting that vicious rumor. But no, thank you for apologizing. This side of the table stands with you against the apology. <laughs> Anyways, let's do shit we watched. Whoa. Shit we watched. Uh, yeah, so I watched one of your boys' movies over the weekend. Boys' Your movies. new boy. Your boy. What boy? Your boy, uh, your boy who uh, who was talking some shit about Marvel. Oh, Scorsese. Uh, no, the other boy. Francis? Francis. I watched one of Francis's movies over the weekend. Okay. what? Which one? I watched Apocalypse Now. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. So, uh, great movie. It is funny, though, because Ad Astra completely ripped it off. Um, I hadn't seen this since I was a kid. Sure. Uh, it is really good. Um, it, it has the narration, but it makes sense in this movie. Sure. Uh, fucking Martin Sheen is great. Yep. Um, fucking the whole cast is pretty great. It's a, it's a, but it is the same plot as at, at Astra. There's a guy who they send, they, they get dole out the exposition at the beginning. This is the, the Colonel Kurtz. He's fucking shit up in Vietnam or yep. in uh, Cambodia, actually. Um, we're sending you on a, miss a mission. Yep. And on his way to find Colonel Kurtz, he has a few run-ins with different issues. Sure. Um, but goddamn, is it gorgeous, first of all. This yep. was a new... Uh, they he For the 40th anniversary, he uh, oversaw a, a, um, a complete, uh, like... You know, uh, what the fuck do they call it? What do you call it when you what? fix up your movie? When you fix up your movie. Uh, post you, production? No, there's a goddamn name for it. Color um, correction? No, well, he did that. But goddamn it, there's a, there's an actual name for it. And I'm blanking like a motherfucker. Uh, uh, remastered. He oh, remastered. remastered his movie. There, there we go. go. Jesus Christ. That, that was take. terrible. Keeping that take. That That's was, what you came for. That was terrible. I am sorry, listeners. That's the... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, doubling down. This is what our podcast <laughs> needs more of. Uh, just, um, uh, um, what do you call it? Where you screw something. Mistakes. More mistakes. More mistakes. Less apologies. Yeah. Okay. I, I know the word mistakes. I was doing that for everybody's <laughs> oh, benefit. I get it. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, Marlon Brando's in this, you know, Robert Duvall. I mean, the cast is fucking great. Um, it's hilarious, though, because Robert Duvall plays this like colonel who's obsessed with surfing. This is like the this is the LSD trip war movie. Yeah, it is totally this weird psychedelic thing. I saw this probably too young to appreciate that aspect of it. Because I saw it yeah, when I was like, too. I saw it when I was like 15, 16, sure. something like that. So I knew it was fucked up, but I didn't really understand the context as to why. It's pretty great, though. Like when he gets to Colonel Kurtz and, you know, you, he starts to kind of understand, you know, where he's coming from. Like, OK, OK, this guy doesn't seem like he's nuts. Sure. Really. 
you know, uh, it gets really interesting. Um, the, the, the look of it is beautiful. Um, a lot of the scenes are really good. There's some good, like war shit in there. Mm -hmm. It's not, I don't think it's as good as like platoon or something, but platoon is something else. Oh, speaking of Willem, actually. Yep. Um, but yeah, I love platoon. I, uh, it's great though. I mean, he, uh, he knows how to make real cinema. Ah, there it is. I, I was really hoping that you were going to see Godfather 3. Oh, no, no. We're saving that. We're That's doing true. that. That's, That's an true. episode. That's true. Um, I really don't have much for shit I watched. I watched the first episode. I, I have two anime viewings. Okay. I can just nail them both out of get them both out of the way. I started the first episode of a series on Amazon Prime called uh, Vinland Saga. It's uh, it's a anime about uh, Vikings and there's no magic. There's no demons or anything. It's just people. I got to say, if this is the one you sent me the clip of. Yeah. This intrigued me to watch it because the animation looked fucking great. It's in that little clip you sent me. So fucking sick. Uh, it's so violent. And um, it's just not, it's it's kind of a Conan story kind of thing. Like okay. young boy's father gets killed, um, you know, goes around revenge story, or at least that's what I'm getting the vibes of so far. Sure. But God damn, I love it. I love uh, the, the my only gripe. And this is not really a real gripe. It's it's the idea that it's in Japanese. So I have to read it. Okay. Which is. You know, I mean, I watch dark. Yeah. I'm not opposed to reading but a with movie. animation. That seems pointless, especially right? when it's so gorgeous and you have to like uh, rewatch and be like, oh, God damn, that was pretty gorgeous too. Though. dark is gorgeous. Dark is nowhere near as like fast paced with True. the action, though. All right. Um, yep. So you can miss something because you're reading a line. Um, one of my favorite things, too, is like they set up like there's like uh, the, this guy who's a warrior and he kills some people like there's a battle at the beginning of the, the series. OK. And um he kills a guy. Guy is an unnamed character, just a just a you know, uh, fodder for for the show. And they they do one of these great things, which is like he says like I'm sorry, Maria, as he's like dying, as like the main character's sword is like impaling him. And I'm like, that's the kind of shit that we need more in these war movies. Is like the idea that literally any random person could be a person that has a backstory. Sure. And it's so great when he says it. I'm like. Yeah, that's pretty, that's spot on. Um, that is a good point. Like all these people die. Yeah. And you're like rooting for the Americans or whatever side in the movie that you're rooting for. But, but just the, I mean, well, and it's Vikings versus Vikings. So it's like, you don't have any affiliation really. Sure. It's, I mean, and you don't even know what they're fighting about at the beginning of the show, which is fine. Cause it's just yeah, who cares? glorious right. gore. Um, I am so happy to continue to watch it. Nice. And I love the opening theme song. The opening theme song it's is the really anime-ish. I'll, it's, I'll tell it's, you that. It's 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 got a little heavy metal to it. It does. It's like yeah, heavy metal anime, which is like so gorgeous. I lo- it's hilarious. Uh, the, what's the name of that that anime that or the the Asian girl metal band again? Oh, uh, oh, like fuck. baby metal, baby, baby metal, metal. Yes, that's what it reminded me of. Some of it, fucking hysterical. I love baby metal. I really do. <laughs> It's like this industrial sounding with like the little, with like these yeah. little go, ah, the tile. <laughs> and it's, it's so fantastic because like what they say doesn't fucking matter. Right. It's like 
it's just enjoy the melody, enjoy the hardcore. It's hysterical. Shit. It's so. I just love it because it's different. It is like, different. I will give it that. That's where I am at in my life. It's like I'm tired of hearing like, you know, seven the the seven thousandth fucking lead singer was like, yeah, or there's like the the shine down tire. I'm so I'm kind of country, but I'm also rock. That one band who Volbeat, that shit. Yeah. Volbeat and Shine Down. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm done with that. I never um, bullet, actually, you know what? I shouldn't even say I'm done with that. I was never on that train. So Bullet for my Valentine. Yeah, you know, they're another one. Uh hated you, them. I've, okay, there's a song or two of theirs that I liked, but I've never like gone out of my way to listen to them. So that's a good sign that they're not my shit. No, no thank you. But yeah, what else, what other anime did you watch? Uh, I watched the third episode of My Hero Academia. Okay. This show is the fucking shit. I am running out of things to say. Okay. So what you're seeing this weekly then, right? Yeah, weekly. Okay. Yep. So how many episodes is a season? I mean, I think they they kind of f- change because they're not it's not like America where it's like standard 24. Okay. Is the, um, but I think it's going to be 20 some episodes. I heard that this is going to be one of the longer seasons because the manga is way way far ahead. It got to the point where at the end of last season, I was like, God damn, I love this show too. I started reading the manga. So okay. I'm way ahead. So oh, I already okay. know, so all, you know of this like shit. all this shit, right? But it's still awesome to see it in animation and see the, the direction sure. and the, and, and the, uh, the animation and the, the music. It's just, it's a high, high quality show where literally, I mean, like in the last episode, the guy is going out for an internship to study under the sidekick of like the world's greatest hero who has retired. And like just this kid trying to get the approval of a character that you've just met has more stakes than like half the TV shows that I've watched. Okay. Um, Like these all like CSI, like, uh, looks like he should have put on some sunblock or Dude, something that, you know that, there's a clip from an old opie and anthony where they talk about that uh david caruso and csi miami mm, and right how every time he enters for a new episode it's like that yes and they just like have a montage of him saying shit like that it's garbage it's hysterically funny i'm just so tired of it but anyways those are my two viewings loved them both highly highly recommend both um, I actually think Vinland Saga would be something that people who are not into anime would actually like. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You bringing this up. You discussed the being ahead on the manga. It reminds me of this little show where I was ahead with the comics for a while called The Walking Dead. Oh, right. Yeah. And they just kept fucking it up. Oh, did you? Did, up. did oh, you? I was way ahead for a long time. Did you watch the, any of the new stuff? Aren't no, they out now? no, no. I haven't been watching it for like a year, year and a half now. I'm done. I'm done. Really? I'm done. I watched the first episode of the, not this season that they're on, but the one before. Right. After the big Negan verse, whatever battle that Rick battle and shit. Yeah. Um, I think maybe one of the last ones I saw was Rick's final episode. Sure. I'm done. Okay. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. It's a show with no direction. Anyway, it's terrible. But anyway, I did watch one more thing. Um, speaking of Asian. Uh, I watched, uh, I was, you know, it's a Halloween time. So Saturday night, I'm I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll cue Shutter up, see if I can find sh- something on Shutter. So I went into their ho- spooky Halloween section or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I found an Indonesian horror movie called Satan Slaves. 
Oh, apparently it said in the description that it was like world renowned or something. I didn't believe that. So I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes just to confirm before I wasted my time that it was actually good. It has like a 96 percent. So I'm like, okay, wow, I'll give this a shot. Uh, It was really good. It was like a conjuring style haunted spooky ghost movie type deal. Okay. Um, So basically they're, they're in this house and the mother is sick. And she um, is clearly like seeing shit before she dies. And when she dies, they start to be haunted. And basically it gets into this whole plot where like, uh, and spoilers, spoilers. But um, yeah, it's a subtitled Indonesian movie. You can find it on Shutter, but spoilers. Uh, so basically the plot is she, <sighs> they, you find out that like, she couldn't have, she was barren. She couldn't have kids. Mm. And like, you know, she ended up praying to Satan for her children. Mm. And essentially the deal is that the cult of that she like visited or whatever wants the youngest kid by the time they're seven or as soon as a kid turns seven, they have to be taken. Okay. So she kept on having kids Oh shit! when they were like six. So they've, they've got like four kids and they're all split up by like seven years. So you've got one who almost seems like she could be a mom to the brothers and sisters. Sure. Right? And then you've got, you know, the brother who's a little bit younger and then another one who's a little bit younger and then the youngest. Right. Who's like a deaf kid. Um, and it's it's got some of those like hair raising, creepy moments in it. Um, it does use a lot of like the loud noises, which is annoying for the jump scares and stuff. But there's some genuinely creepy shit in this. Hmm. Uh, really good. It's like a conjuring type movie. It's better than anything they've made out of that style here since sure. then, okay. I would say. Um so yeah, if you're gonna if you're into that shit and you've been annoyed by La Llorona or The Nun or uh, Annabelle Four or whatever the fuck, like go turn this on. It's really good, um, high quality shit. It has like a good thematic thing going on with this family. I really enjoyed it. I'll give it a, a B plus. Okay. Yeah. Satan slaves. Satan it's, slaves. Satan slaves. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Indonesia. Who knew? Those Indonesians. It kind of reminded me of like a uh, one of those like um, Japanese, like the ring, Ringu or the right, grudge type right, shit. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like one of those. And I feel like I've never liked the American versions of those, but I've never seen the actual legit ones. I feel like so maybe usually, I should try watching one of the real ones. I, I've I have been told from people who have seen the originals that the originals are a lot scarier. I I would hope so. I I don't find that hard to believe at all because I saw The Ring for the first time in high school and I just didn't think it was anything. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's scary. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm right. not a fan. Yeah. And that was at the time when I actually could be scared by a horror movie. Sure. Like now it's just I can't. But. Now it takes a real hair raising. This movie had one moment where it was like it what rare moment where I'm like, ooh, that's creepy. Right. You know, like, and I respect that when I see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and actually, I do want to say the lighthouse had a moment like that, too, where it's not that you're scared, but there's like, there's like a, ugh. Yeah, there are, there are a couple that are kind of like, eh, And they don't not... do it by disgusting you, either. No. no. You know what I mean? So, no. I respect that. I would highly recommend this. It's Halloween time. One to queue up. Um, and yeah, I've still been continuing to watch uh, Creepshow too. 
Sure. And the latest ones have just been better. So I, uh, there was one with, uh, Trisha Helfer who was in, um, Battlestar Galactica, the sure, blonde. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she plays this like CEO, powerful woman who gives a promotion to this guy when this other girl wanted the promotion that she's in a relationship with. Uh, and then she accidentally kills the girl and like tries to sneak her out of the office building in this elevator that gets stuck. And that was a real entertaining time. Oh, shit. Yeah. So those have been fun. Those have been fun. So, yeah, Shutter, keep cranking shit out, please. I'm enjoying it. So many streaming services. Yeah. It's too many. One for everyone, really. There is. That's true. There's definitely even DC fans. (laughs) Is that still a thing? I don't know if that's still a thing. (laughs) Poor DC. I mean, this is why, like, I look at, like, I look at like Marvel and the way that Disney is sort of handling it. It's like they just did it the right way, which is like, even with how big Marvel is, they're like, no, nah, we're not going to make a Marvel one because that's so niche that that's it's smart. It's going to take a lot for that to be successful. Yeah. And, how about a Warner Brothers one that has like old Looney Tunes and shit? Right. Well, and then we talk about like, you know, since uh, DC comic films aren't they don't have their own studio. They're a part right. of Warner Brothers, yeah. which is why they'll never get four movies or three movies out a year because yeah. they have to vie with other Warner Brothers movies. Makes um, sense. So I look at it. And I'm like, Warner Brothers, if you want to catch up or if you want to play in the same league, you have to start your own studio and maybe also understand that Warner Brothers needs their own streaming service, right. not DC. Right. But anyways... I think that's the end of the episode. Jackson's already on his phone. Yeah, well, you know, I got told I have to make my picks. I'll make your picks. Yeah, who who do you got here? Let's see. Uh, Packers are three and a half point favorites over the Chargers. Do you think they beat the Chargers by more than three and a half points? Uh, I would say yeah. I'm going to say yes, too. Uh, The Lions are two and a half point underdogs against the Raiders. I'm going to take the Lions. I would take the Lions also. Yeah, so there you go. Another just episode a bunch of, of bored and annoyed there. Just a bunch of NFC North shills. Shills. Yep. Shills. Welcome to another episode of Shillville. <laughs> Shillville. Yeah. When are we doing Shillville? We will do Shillville. We got it. We got to still got to. We got to talk about annoyed with shills. That's me every week on this show. Oh, fuck. <sighs> but you liked my cooking. Yeah, right. <laughs>